to honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome Academy Award nominee and six-time Grammy winner, Lady Gaga. Gentlemen, welcome to Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, our 266th episode on Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us, and with an attitude of gratitude, because happiness is a lifestyle, we are glad to have you on board today. Today, uh, we're going to uh, continue where we left off last week, but before I start, and I want to introduce you to our co-host, Dr. Jerry Smith. Dr. Jerry? Yes, I'm alive and well, and we have some really great information to share with our listening audience. I think it's going to blow their circuits in a good way because uh, it's one of the key components of uh, quality of life. And ladies and gentlemen, in case you forget, tomorrow is Independence Day, 4th of July, a federal holiday. It commemorates the adoption of the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. 
In case you didn't remember, the Continental Congress declared that the 13 American colonies regarded themselves as a new nation, the United States of America, and were no longer part of the British Empire. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep that in mind as you celebrate a glorious Fourth of July tomorrow. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, with an attitude of gratitude, we always start this program, and we also start it uh, with a saying that this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. I want to take this opportunity to thank Dr. William Wong, uh, who permitted us to use his uh, radio program this week, which was titled Fighting the Things Most Likely to Kill Us. It was really well received, and a lot of people got a lot of uh, great information from from that program. <clears throat> Dr. Wong is devoted to teaching his philosophy on what he has found to be the cornerstones of health and active care. He he is he 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 wants to help people understand the root causes as Dr. Jerry would say get the splinter out of diseases, bringing light uh, bringing light to information that of new and effective natural remedies for chronic diseases that you won't hear. And that's that basically our, our mantra here on Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. We're bringing you information not heard on the mainstream media, teaching little known information about exercise. We'll get more into that on another visit. <clears throat> but uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a diversion now because, ladies and gentlemen, you're, we're going to talk about enzymes and estrogen, and Dr. I'm going to turn the show over a little later to Dr. Smith, who has done a lot of great research on this. But ladies and gentlemen, we have a health crisis raging in America. Why do I say that? Because millions of men and women and children are suffering and, suffering and dying needlessly. And why are they doing that? Because most Americans are following a diet their government and the advertising industry says is good for them. They're being used, abused, schooled, and fooled. The shocking truth, this diet is not only wrong, it's dangerous. And that's because it's rooted in hundreds of lies, distortions, deceptions built up over many years and decades by the food industry. Even before I, I before Dr. Smith, we talked about Ansel Keys and how he distorted all of his studies so that we could start on that high-carbohydrate diet that destroyed our lives. This American diet, ladies and gentlemen, is killing us. Did you know that heart disease and cancer were rare rare in the 1900s, and yet today one out of every two Americans will suffer from some form of heart disease, and one out of every three Americans will die of cancer? Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, that learning disabilities were extremely rare a century ago, but today dyslexia, hyperactivity affect millions of children? You think America can call itself healthy? When one out of every three citizens, more than 90 million people, suffer allergies, one out of every five pregnancies ends in a miscarriage, a quarter of a million infants are born with birth defects in this country every year, why is the number of deaths from cancer, heart attack, stroke, and other killers in America skyrocketing? Why is diabetes teaching reaching epidemic proportions? Why is obesity out of control, and why are infertility rates 
rising so alarmingly. That's what we aim to talk about on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. These are subjects not being talked about in the mainstream news press. In 1910, ladies and gentlemen, there were 120 universities that medical universities, and they, they taught acupuncture, homeopathy, natural healing, 1910. But at that point, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds came up with $100 million to get rid of the natural medical schools, 1910. And 1910, cancer, as I just said, was rare, but that was the start of the big pharma and the and the big corporations taking over healthcare. And and medical care, ladies and gentlemen, is great for emergencies. But please realize that medical care is not health care because the health our system is contaminated with has contaminated beliefs and contaminated beliefs lead to sicknesses. Okay, and cause us to, to rot our bodies. So just to get, I got off a little bit off the subject, but uh, we are being, as I said, abused and, and by our the knowledge that they're giving us. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, that babies, and why, why am I going to talk about this next little bit? Because estrogen is associated with 95 to 99% of all cancers in the United States. 90 Five to 99% of cancers are associated with estrogen. And what do we give babies? Soy, soy-based formulas. You know those soy-based formulas have 13,000 to 22,000 more estrogen compounds when they're, that are fed to babies and these babies that are milk-fed diets. And infants exclusively fed soy formula receive estrogenic equivalent based on body weight of at least five birth controls pills a day. Five birth controls, five birth control pills. That was easy for me to say. Five birth control pills a day fed to children on these soy-based formulas. Now let's talk about the male infants. You know, they undergo a natural testosterone surge during the first few months of life when testosterone levels may be as high as those of an adult male. But during this period, baby boys are programmed to express male characteristics after puberty not only in the development of their sexual organs and other masculine and physical traits, but, are, but also in setting patterns and brain characteristics of male behavior. So this is normal for them to have this testosterone surge. But in animals, soy feeding indicates that the phytoestrogens in this soy are powerful endocrine disruptors. Soy infant feeding reduces testosterone levels in male marimose monkeys by 70% and cannot be ignored as a possible cause of disrupted developmental patterns in boys, including learning disabilities and attention deficit disorders. Male children exposed to DES, a synthetic estrogen, had testicles smaller than normal on maturation. And wait to hear this, about 15% of white girls and 50% of African-American girls share signs of puberty such as breast development and pubic hair before the age of eight. And some girls are showing sexual development before the age of three. Premature development of girls has been linked to the use of soy formula and exposure to environmental estrogen mimickers, such as PCBs and DDE and, and the plastics. 
So animal studies indicate, ladies and gentlemen, that the consumption of more than minimal amounts of phytoestrogens during pregnancy may have adverse effects on the development fetus, the timing of puberty later in life, and thinking and behavior patterns, especially in male offspring. So maybe what does that have to do with synthetic enzymes? Well, Dr. Jerry will bring it all together in a minute, but the the systemic enzymes that Dr. Wong talks about are anti-inflammatory. That's really important, and uh, Dr. Smith will get more into that. They help balance and repair the mechanisms and prevent fibrosis. Uh, because inflammation leads to itises and osises, and we'll get into that. They help clean your blood. They help modulate your immune system. They are natural killers, and they are antiviral, and they are anti-aging. Even the wrinkles in your skin can go away with the proper amount of enzymes. And, And ladies and gentlemen, you know, who's not taking a vitamin these days? And some, for some people, they work. Others, they say, I doesn't do anything for me. Is there some underlying thing that allows these vitamins to perform uh, their actions? Are vitamins and minerals and herbs, do they, why, why don't they make everybody healthy? Well, in, in 1913, Dr. Funk discovered nu- a nutritional substance he called vital amines, and vitamins for short. Without getting into biochemistry, it turns out that vitamins are not amines, but they are coenzyme substances that help enzymes to work. So an enzyme is a huge protein that speeds up chemical reactions. Without enzymes, chemical reactions would happen so slowly that life would not be able to exist at all. The human body has over 3,000 enzymes and over 7,000 enzymatic reactions. So most folks are thinking of enzymes being involved only with indigestion. You know, you take pat pain or bromine. What if you you can't digest your food? Well, that's that's pretty good. You should do that. But that's the least of the things that enzymes do. Of all the enzymes in the body, the protein cleaving, uh, the Pac-Man action are the ones most important. So we have these systemic enzymes, and I must say, Dr. Wong has. I, I was thinking the other day that Dr. Mr. McGrath in high school, my Latin teacher, he had a major effect on my life. Uh, Dr. William Campbell Douglas had a major effect on, on my medical career. And now Dr. William Wong is starting to help me connect the dots and see the uh, the advantages of systemic enzymes. And maybe they are the missing ingredient uh, for what, what we were looking for uh, in this light energy frequency life that we have. Uh, so with that little bit of uh, introduction, and I'll, I want to turn it over to Dr. Jerry Smith and, and, and let him just go, go through the different uh, functions of enzymes and how they, can, how they can be natural anti-inflammatories and so forth. And then we'll talk about it. Dr. Jerry, thank you for preparing all this. It's really, really great. Well, it's my pleasure. Um, I'm getting a bigger kick out of it than when I graduated professional school because, you know, your head's filled with a lot of facts, but you don't know how it all fits together when you graduate. And now, you know, it's such a pleasure when you come across information that makes sense. And and clinically, you can see it work. I mean, we talk about, you know, the, the five functions of the systemic enzymes. Well, you have digestive enzymes, and then you have systemic enzymes. The systemic ones are pretty amazing. <clears throat> One of the key components, of course, is 
natural anti-inflammatory agents. And the big key, and this, I never really understood the mechanism until I started to do the research. When you injure an area, it sends a message to the to the immune system. The immune system, uh, for example, if you injure your shoulder, will put out what they call CICs, circulating immune complexes, which have a protein tag to it. So literally, that CIC, circulating immune complex, has a tag and it goes directly pass go, don't collect 200 hours, and it goes to your injured shoulder. That's how you get additional inflammation and additional healing. But at some point in time, that inflammatory process goes beyond what is needed for true healing. And the reason why it gets out of control is because you said earlier or in the previous uh, information that at age 27 and afterwards, your pancreatic enzymes diminish. It's the pancreatic enzymes, the enzymes in the system that control the inflammatory process. So the older you get, the fewer enzymes you have, the more chronic inflammation, the more chronic inflammation, the more fibrosis. This is what Dr. Wong awakened me to, is the fact that there's a major common denominator in all the disease processes, and that's inflammation and fibrosis. So this whole inflammatory process is part of the natural healing of our body. But like anything else, you could drink a little water and quench your thirst, or you can drown in it. So when it gets too out of control, the body controls it with the enzymes. Now, the problem with all this medication that we're taking, for example, especially the NSAIDs, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, they literally mess up the the uh, CIC uh, system, they bring it to a screeching halt almost, and then you wind up with kidney damage. So you can see this vicious cycle that's that's occurring in our body when you think you're taking a you know a drug over the counter and your doctor says oh it's safe, baloney, this stuff is not safe. Uh, it causes more gastric bleeding in the elderly and causes for death. I mean, tens of thousands of people have adverse reactions to these darn NSAIDs, and, and thousands of people die as a result of these side effects. But to reiterate, these NSAID drugs, we're talking like aspirin, ibuprofen, Tylenol, they literally suppress the circulating immune complexes in your body so that you can't get the repair process to go right. Plus it damages your liver and your kidneys. So from an inflammatory standpoint, you can see that um, we're not getting any help from our food supply because they literally take out the enzymes from the food so it can sit on the shelf for longer. So we're literally eating dead food and our pancreas not being fed properly can't produce enough enzymes to carry out the natural processes to keep our body healthy so it's on a slippery slope after 27 what can i tell you well you're absolutely right uh and and from 35 to 45 well you know the other thing that happens ladies and gentlemen is that your blood gets thicker when you have when you start losing these enzymes okay because they have a lot to do with thromboxane and keeping your blood thin and Dr. Wong says from age 35 to 45, the drop in enzymes and the stress of the life cycle that most of us have, guess what? It causes a reduction of the all-important sex hormone, testosterone and progesterone. 
okay? And so, guys out there, if uh, you're not waking up with a morning one and uh, your sex drive is down, your mental drive is down, your zest for life is down, uh, it's because you don't have enough testosterone. You need cholesterol and enzymes for that. And how about at age 45, what does Dr. Wong says, say? He says, we began having trouble absorbing nutrients because we, we run out of a hydrochloric acid at that time. We have less enzymes. So and we have less of everything to maintain our bodies and the tissues that break down and malfunction. Okay. Well, the other interesting thing that he mentioned and that really kind of blew me apart was the food sources for these uh, uh, phytoestrogens. I mean, flax seeds, this was like the main part of anyone's, uh, you know, nutritional program has three sure. times the amount of phytoestrogens than soybeans, you know, and, and back in the fifties, it was interesting. Johanna Budwig was quote curing cancer with flax oil and cottage cheese, and but as Dr. Wong pointed out, because you sent me the, his response to your email, initially it may help the cancer, but then it comes back with a vengeance, <clears throat> because as you just mentioned, 95% of all cancers are estrogen sensitive, and so if you're feeding this high phytoestrogen compounds into your body you're going to enhance the cancer growth. It's that simple. So some of the foods, you know, I was really shocked. I knew <laughs> like soybeans were high, tofu was high, uh, soy yogurt, sesame seeds, um, you know, are high flax bread, multigrain breads are high, soy milk, of course, uh, even hummus and garlic. Um, but, you know, you would not think that these things are detrimental, but again, anything in excess. The other interesting thing you brought up about the testosterone in, in the young uh, males, babies, um, there was a lot of research done with mercury. <clears throat> Boyd Haley uh, from the University of Kentucky showed that males are much more prone to autism. And apparently it had to do with the high levels of testosterone at a young age when they get inoculated. And it's because of the testosterone levels that the thimerosal creates more of a problem in destroying the uh, neurons in the brain. Wow. So, I mean, our, our, our present generation really has a lot going against them. Uh, and their IQs are dropping. And we're, we're seeing a lot more cancers. And this estrogen dominance is, is really a problem, especially for males, but also for females. Uh, because estrogen, what does it do, Dr. Jerry? It causes inflammation. And as you said, inflammation goes on to fibrosis. And as we said a couple of weeks ago, the obese, the obese fat, the fatty adipose tissue, tissue also makes estrogen. So therefore, we have even more uh, inflammation. And, what, yeah. and, and as we get, right, I mean, it's like it, like it never ends. Well, it doesn't because the plastic bottles that, you know, people are drinking uh, their water from, soaps, cosmetics, you know, bisphenol A, it's synthetic estrogen. Uh, you know, it's coming in from all sides and the foods, you know. So you get overloaded and then what else happens? You got fluoride, chlorine, bromine, heavy metals. Your thyroid gets suppressed increases estrogen levels because your progesterone decreases. So the name of the game is it, it's all intertwined. You know, you just can't, you know, think that you're going to treat one little symptom. And it, it's scary, you know, how these doctors think. They'll look at your blood tests and they're looking for all this minutia. 
when in fact they're not seeing the, the forest. You know, the, the real problem is the protein's high. Well, if your protein's high, you're going to have kidney problems. If your uh, carbohydrates are high, you're going to have diabetes. If, you have, if your fats are high in your blood, you're going to have heart problems. See, they don't look at that. All they're looking at is HDLs and your potassium level and your prothrombin level if you're on warfarin or other blood thinners. I mean, th- these guys are like so far out in space, it's not even funny. Well, as we as we talked about, the medical uh, education is minimum of 10 years behind the current literature. And it, the, the young physicians coming out just have no idea what we're talking about. They have no idea that in 1975, Alzheimer's was a rare disease, four out of a million. In 1975, that's in my lifetime, and now it's 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 an epidemic. And and well, and, when, uh, and you know what else? Rhabdomyolysis was four out of a million before statins. Four. No, I'm sorry, not four out of a million. Four in the whole world before statins, and now it's two hundred thousand per year. And, and look at even depression in 1995, or 55 rather, 1955, 1% of the population had depression. In 2000, 30% of the population. It's the leading cause of disability worldwide. And why? Hormone imbalances. Yep. Dead food. You know, it just, it, it's so obvious once you start flipping the rocks and, and see the underlying causes with this stuff. So, you know, if if you don't get back to basics... You know, eat real food because 90% of what Americans are buying at the supermarket are processed dead food. They're enzyme deficient. I mean, if we, if you leave this show with nothing else banging in your head, is that the fact that if you got to add enzymes into your food, your dietary regime, because you're not going to make it. You're going to have a slow, slippery slope into the nursing home with a tube up every orifice. Well, there's no doubt you're going to age and get Alzheimer's and, and a host of other disease. And, and, I, and I hate to use that big C word, but, you know, when you see the facts that estrogen is associated with so much of these cancers, and we are an estrogen-dominant society right now, uh, it's going to happen. And, and one thing we don't talk about is what Dr. Jerry just said about whole foods because and, – and it all comes back to light and vibration. And I learned a lot about vibration and frequency from Dr. Jerry, okay? But uh, negative thoughts even. You know you're around somebody sometime and you say, wow, I feel lousy well, because they're, they're exuding negative vibrations. Same thing with, our, with the food. You put bad food and processed food in your body, it has – bad vibes and low frequency, you're going to get sick. Well, how about the study out of University of California at Irvine? I mean, this is not a second-rate you know, research yeah. center. And they're showing children who ate as few as three hot dogs a week had 10 to 12 times higher rates of leukemia and brain tumors. I mean, hot dogs are chemically treated. They're dyed. They're preserved. They're chemical dogs, not, not hot dogs. They're high in nitrates and nitrosamines. <laughs> And, you know, you feel badly for these little kids because they're victims. You know, the parents just don't know yeah. any better, and, and they're inundated with all this garbage advertisement. You know, these chicken McNuggets and all that crap that's processed glued, glued chicken. We're, as I said in the beginning, we're used, abused, schooled, and fooled, and lies 
are believed a hundred times more than truth. A hundred times you, you can, you'll believe a lie a hundred times faster than you'll believe the truth. And that is just sad. Well, I want to just touch on something about vitamins and minerals. You may remember in the beginning I, I touched on them and why they don't work. Uh, but there were some great nutritional teachers and practitioners in our time. Anybody heard of Kellogg? Well, Dr. Paul Kellogg, okay, died of a heart attack. Dr. Bernard Jenkins, prostate cancer. Remember Carlton Fredericks, ladies and gentlemen, the nutritional guru, died of lung cancer. Dr. Paul Bragg, he drowned after being knocked unconscious in the water by a surfboard at age 93. So what differentiated Dr. Bragg from the other? This is really, I mean, it's incredible. Look at the bodies of some of the better-known nutritional teachers at National Doc, Doctors now. And go ahead. Think of, think of them. Their faces and pictures are in the books and television, like Dr. Oz and what have you. They, some of them are severely overweight. Are they severely overweight? Or are they so thin and worn that they look as though they just stepped out of a Siberian prison camp? If taking all these good vitamins and minerals and herbs do it all, why did Dr. Kellogg, Jake, and Fredericks, etc., get sick and die? Why are the current gurus of integrative medicine overweight or emaciated, and why don't they look like Dr. Bragg did? He was muscular and vibrant in his 90s, got hit with his own surfboard. But again, it goes back, ladies and gentlemen, to enzymes. If we maintain a high enzyme intake from our young years, then we hold off the changes that low enzyme levels can bring in our bodies. That's what Dr. Bragg did. They did that through a raw fruit and vegetable diet. He replaced or substituted for many of the enzymes in his, in his body was making by this diet. This kept his hormone level high throughout his life. So, you know, the testosterone is important, ladies and gentlemen. It's not to be demonized because it maintains the size and mass of your bone structure. Really important. And it maintains your zest for life. Well, you know, it's so, interesting you say zest for life. You take the, these vegetarians, and I'm not downing on them, but... Uh, they don't have enough cellulase to dissolve the fibrous uh, structures of the vegetables that they're eating, so they really can't get the nutritional value out of them because they're lacking enzymes. And that's why a lot of them look so sick and, and gone, because they're not getting the enzymes in the food. I mean, if it's grown in South America, California, Florida, by the time it gets to the Northeast, the enzymes are dead. So unless you're growing your own food and eating it off the vine, you're not getting the full impact of the nutritional value. And, you know, years ago, I, in 88, I flew out to San Francisco and I studied uh, with a chiropractor out there. Uh, and he taught me about enzymes, enzyme, you know, s systemic enzymes. It was Howard Loomis. In fact, the FDA went after him because he was teaching how to get people well using enzymes. And and he turned me on to this book by um, uh, what the heck was the guy's name? Uh, How Edward Edward How? It was phenomenal. He was, in the 30s he was curing all kinds of diseases with plant enzymes. You know, papain, bromelain from pineapple, papain from papaya. I mean, eat the real fresh fruits if you can get your hands on it. But if you're taking the plant enzymes. It's going to enhance your whole metabolic function and the vitamins that you're spending a lot of money on without the enzymes, like Dr. Ron said, it's not going to work. It's like you know, having a dead battery in, in your car key. You're not going to lock the car. 
That's right. Not to, not today's car. And, yeah, and, 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 sure. and, and with, with, and with the car analogy, I mean that, you know, the cars used to have cancer and, uh, that, that's, uh, you, you will get some kind of cancer. Um, let me just finish, uh, uh, about something that, that Dr. Wong also taught me and it made me rethink this whole, uh, area of antioxidants. And and I'm just going to read what he wrote to me. We've all been plagued by all the nutritional data about antioxidants for about 15 years, leading most folks to think that oxygenation is a bad thing. The strongest antioxidant you can find is to wrap your lips around a tailpipe. Think about that. Carbon monoxide is a fantastic antioxidant. That's why it takes all the oxygen out of your body and, and you die. So life is an oxidative process, he says. All disease states arise from, are fed by, and are complicated by lack of oxygen. So think about that, ladies and gentlemen. We really need oxygen because it it feeds our tissues. It's vital for life. And believe it, oxygen will also kill viruses. It'll burn up bacteria. It'll get rid of yeast and dissolve cancer because cancer is anaerobic. Disease states are anaerobic. That means they don't, they, they, they survive and thrive with lack of oxygen. You know, almost every bug hates oxygen. Cancer cells, for example, feed off glycogen, which is anaerobic respiration, and die in the strong presence of oxygen. So, ladies and gentlemen, part of a healthy immune system is to have the circulation rich in red blood cells. And what do we say enzymes do? Clean and thin the blood. Well, clean and thin blood that carries the oxygen throughout your body to every little nook and cranny, okay, where things could be festering due to lack of oxygen. So we have to add oxygen to the mix. Do you agree with that, Dr. Jerry? 100%. In fact, I just did an extraction on a young fella this morning and uh, it was it was infected. So you know, when he first came to me like 10 days ago, I wouldn't touch it. Uh, I put him on a 100% pure oregano. We got the infection down because when you have an infected area, it becomes very acidic, which is low oxygen. And, and the local anesthetic doesn't work well in an acidic environment. But the point I want to bring out is when I extracted the tooth, I put ozone, which is O3, and I, I squirted into the socket, and you can see the blood turning nice and red. And it's killing all the, any residual viruses, bacteria, fungi, mold, whatever the heck may be in that infected area is going to be killed by the ozone. And then by putting in some colloidal silver and then some homeopathics and then put a sponge in there, saturated with the homeopathics. And then when before he left, I prescribed to him, systemic enzymes to reduce any post scarring and inflammation. It's too damn simple. What are you going to do? Give them a prescription that costs a hundred bucks and it's going to screw up the whole mechanism. Well, the other thing that it does, and I know you know this is that it eats away at the, that the outer coating of these bugs so that they die. Okay. Exactly. So the immune system can recognize them. Exactly, because these viruses, as we know from from studying vaccinations, are getting sick with a virus. These viruses attach to your DNA, and then it becomes their DNA. 
your DNA becomes part of the virus. That's why sometimes it's so hard to get rid of. They have your own DNA. So your body, that's why they keep multiplying in your body. Your body doesn't kill them. But you take a systemic enzyme, take that, get that coating off, and now your body says, wow, you know, there was a Trojan horse, and then it could start destroying it. Well, it's the same thing with the big C. It secretes a protein complex, so it protects itself so that the body's immune system can recognize it. These systemic enzymes dissolve away, just like you said, whether it be the virus or the cancer cells, and now the body can attack the darn cancer. It's just, it's too simple. That's the problem. Well, and I, and I want to bring up another point because uh, when I was in the in the army, I did get to meet Kenneth Cooper at the uh, at the Air Force Base. I was in the army, but he was at the Air Force Base, and I just found out. Again, I have to be honest, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I had lots of conversations with Dr. Wong, and uh, I will fly to Texas to meet him and do. Well, we will broadcast live from Texas, but. He said, Dr. Dr. Um, uh, Kenneth Cooper has, in the last 10 years, has given up on aerobic training because of all the, the injuries, the, the, the knees, the hips, the heart attacks from aerobic training. Uh, that aerobic training is, not, is, is hurt more people than it has helped. And so the, the way that, they, that we should be exercising is anaerobic, which is strength training. Okay, we could do high intensity for a while, but the energy that we use in our bodies, if it, the energy comes from what, Dr. Jared? Mitochondria, right? Yep. These, we talked about them, okay? And, and they, they really power everything. And interestingly enough, most of the ATP in the body is made in our muscles. The brain uses a third for its energy every day. The eyes use a third. And the remainder goes to the rest of the body. But your eyes and your brain use the most of the, the mitochondrial energy. So if we have lowered numbers of mitochondria, ladies and gentlemen, if you have mono or fibromyalgia or brain fog or chronic fatigue, and, you're, and you have lost uh, muscle mass due to age and your energy is significantly re- reduced, well, the only way to get that back is use the systemic enzymes and Increase your mitochondria, and how do you do that? It's been proven time and time again, strength training, okay? I, and also I, a healthy you know, thyroid, Dr. Ron. A healthy well, thyroid it, yeah. increases mitochondria, and that uh, pyroloquinoline quinone. Hello. Yes. Hello. So, and, and, and if, if, you, if, you, if you eat healthy, Okay, your your thyroid will 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 stay healthy if you if you get the right amount of of uh, iodine. So the cornerstones of life. To just to wrap this up, so that we don't preach and preach and preach, but we're going to be talking about this a lot because this is really important. Enzymes are important. You can get them from juicing raw foods and by supplementation. There's very few out there. Of course, I'm going to. Have see that you look at Dr. Wong's website for his his enzyme uh, essence. It's it's fantastic. Progesterone and testosterone. We'll talk about that more next week. You need oxygen. You need exercise. If that sounds reasonable, well, you stay tuned to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, so we can uh, continue this conversation. Uh, Dr. Jerry, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I thought I lost you there. Sorry about that. 
okay. uh, let me see see if Dr. Dan is in here. Hold on a second. Dr. Dan, are you there? Good afternoon. How you doing? We're doing great. What do you think? Well, what what you're saying makes big big sense. I mean, big time sense. Yeah, you know, and this, with this... the enzymes, the exercise, the the oxygen, and everything that you that that you mentioned, um, I I can't find anything wrong that you said so far. <laughs> All right, well, you're the, you're the conscience. But there you're are the a lot of doctors who would. And when we well, go to our doctor, we don't get this kind of information, like like you said. The only inf- the only place you're going to get it is on a show like this, or if there are any other doctors around. I'm sure there are the uh, naturopathic doctors who preach the truth. And these are things that we have to get into more. And, of course, Big Pharma doesn't want us to. Exactly so we're right. We're in... Bad, bad shape uh, fighting against them because they have a lot of power. And they're and, giving and a lot the, of money to and, and, and to other people in the medical field, you know? Yep. Well, they say the FDA is the, is, is the, the best government uh, agency that money can buy. You know what the FDA really stands for? Fraud and Deception Association. <laughs> what is it? Fraud and Deception Association. I could give well, you the, some others. I can't say it on the radio. <laughs> the, head, the head of the FDA is, is either come from Big Pharma or goes to Big Pharma after they leave. So it's a swinging door. Dr. Jerry, uh, and, and also part of this enzyme oxygen high frequency is is emotion. And I the E for emotion means energy, in my opinion. And and I learned from you about sympathetic and parasympathetic in the teeth, but it it is incredible that you know, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm talking about is sympathetic is the flight or fight. You know, you you that's the nervous system that gets you ready to take on a tiger from our ancestor days. It gets us ready to go into battle. Parasympathetic is is more calming. Only one out of a hundred people today has parasympathetic. Dominance. 99 are driven by adrenaline and cortisol. And, what the, and that, that means low vibration and lots of acidity. And what has Dr. Jerry said about cancer patients? They are all acid. Okay. So, Dr. Jerry, and you're, 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 you're the only one of us that's still actively seeing patients. Do you, do you separate out your, 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 your patients from sympathetic, parasympathetic? Uh, what's, what's your what's your take on that? Now you're 100 percent right. <clears throat> the key <clears throat> the key is to listen to their symptomatology. So when they're telling you that they have a dry mouth, for example, or they're sensitive to bright light, see that's telling you that their pupils mm. can't accommodate to the bright light, which is caused from sympathetic dominance. If they have mm. digestion problems. What are they telling you? Sympathetic dominance prevents the peristaltic waves and the digestive juices from being excreted, and you're getting you know, bloating and heartburn and constipation. So you're absolutely right. See, I look at the body from structural, physiologic, mental, emotional, uh, and the dental because the skull 
is parasympathetic. Your pelvis is parasympathetic. Your thoracolumbar in your spine is sympathetic. So if you've got a lot of bite problems and if you had any traumas to the head, it's parasympathetic. A perfect example, someone who, when they fly, they can't adapt to the pressure changes of going up and down and they throw up. They get nauseous. It turns out that when their cranium is distorted from dental work or falls, the skull, the sutures cannot adapt to the pressure changes of the plane going up and down. So it stimulates mm. the parasympathetic part of your nervous system and you get nauseous. So wow. it's really beautiful what I see. And, and what's exciting is that Standard Process, I think, is the only company that I'm aware of that has two parts of their B complex, cataplex G and cataplex B. So if I get someone who's sympathetic dominant, I prescribe cataplex G to stimulate the parasympathetic to balance out the sympathetic part of the nervous system. Because if you just give a complete B complex, you're not really changing the physiology of the body. You have to tweak it. Say the organic minerals, so your dark green leafy vegetables, your seaweeds are high in minerals. That's parasympathetic. So that's what quiets down the nervous system. So, yes, I do look at the patient if they're sympathetic, parasympathetic dominant, and which vitamins will combat their their issues. You know, I'm not looking at blood tests anymore because they only give me an indication that something's wrong. But, you know, their symptomatology and what I'm finding physically, you know, is more important. I, I think that's really great. I th- and I think sometimes we we uh, focus too much on the supplements and the enzymes and, and forget about the person themselves. Uh, I think it's important uh, that we focus on the person and their, their, how they're attacking life. Are they happy? Okay. Uh, and that's an important issue. There's a lot of mental, emotional traumas that, you know, maybe in the first couple of visits they're, they're not going to express, but you can give them the best vitamin, the best enzyme, the best whatever, but mental, emotionally, if they're not wrapped tight, uh, you're not going to get the first base. Some people yeah. don't want to get well. So true. And, and, and they're lit. They, they have a lot of guilt, which is lack of, lack of love. Uh, and they're just low energy, low frequency and they eat poorly and they, and, and what makes that, that processed food taste so good? MSG. MSG. Oh my gosh. Really? Well, oh, let me yeah. tell you, I, I did my homework on that. I thought you'd never ask, but it <laughs> stimulates the pleasure centers in the brain. Yum, I'm yum. just wondering, they must have that in haagen and they're calling it by something else. <laughs> <laughs> I I got to say that my wife came home today shopping, you know. Right. She, she picked up uh, peanut butter. And I always like to look at it, and she said she read it, and she said, oh, I only saw a few products in it. I said, and she figured it was okay. And it says right there, it has less than 2% hydrogenated oils in it. It's, it's hydrogenated. Right. I said, you can't, you've got to make sure there's no par- partially or hydrogenated oils in these things. You really have to read the labels because some of them will, will fool you. With a few products, and those few products might all be poison. And you might have soy, like 
I have a list of soy products. If you agree with me on this, fine. If you don't, tell me I'm wrong. Okay? Soybeans and soy products, of course. Tempa, flax, linseed oil, sesame seeds, wheat berries, fenugreek, whatever that is, oats, that's barley. That's fenocchio. Uh, Dan, that's the yeah. Italian fenocchio. Yeah. Well, they got that down down here, too. Yeah. Oats, barley, beans, lentils are Italian lentils. Yams, rice, alfalfa, mung beans, apples, carrots. Well, let, let, Dan, let Spanish. me stop you for a second. Let me stop you for you a second. You agree with this list? Well, I do, but you've got to remember, let, let, let's look at what we're telling our listeners. Lentils okay. have 26, 26 micrograms for every 100 grams or every four ounces. Okay. Flaxseed has 379,000 micrograms for every four ounces. So well, that's a lot I more. think, so I think, although your list is right, I think the the list I'm going to give you now is the ones from 993 micrograms per four ounces and up, and the other ones are less than this. So flaxseed is the leader. Soybeans are next. Tofu is right. third. Okay. Soy yogurt is fourth. Sesame seeds, flax bread, multi-grain bread. Soy milk and hummus, and they go down from bread. there. Yeah, they go down from there. Okay, so, so so we have to be careful. Although I I do agree, we don't want to overdo estrogen. Uh, we can't get crazy These are about phytoestrogen. right, right. That that contains yeah. phytoestrogen. They even have coffee on here now. Do we? Well, regular coffee is 6.3, 6.3 micrograms for every four ounces. So let, that's why I, I don't want people to get crazy about this. No, because coffee is good for it. Well, well, we'll do a program on that. It definitely is. It's, it's one of the few things that increases brain size. <laughs> Here's two I have that people won't like, bourbon, whiskey, and beer. I don't know if you if that's really that high or not. Well, I mean, I it's, it's, it's there, and it has it. But, again, put it in perspective. Uh, beer is 1.1 microgram for for four ounces. It's low. So, la flaxseed is 379,000 micrograms for four ounces. So, you oh. know, it's, it's 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 what you would do in the ocean, as they say. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So, I I want to pick up a little bit of, as we're getting close to the hour on what Dr. Jerry just said about depression. Okay. And and I I didn't realize. Uh, how per I know it was it's around a lot, but thirty uh, percent in two thousand. I mean, and I I I keep going back to we take too many drugs, ladies and gentlemen, and we take multiple drugs, and multiple drugs can triple your chances of suffering from depression. And and what happens when you're really depressed? It's tragic, ladies and gentlemen. I want to just read something from Professor Quato at the UIC College of Pharmacy. He said, anyone taking medication, including over-the-counter, especially if it's more than one, doing so can significantly up your chances of becoming depressed and increase your risk of suicide. Is that, is that, is, I mean, isn't that what we're talking about all the time? And it, should come, mm-hmm. it won't come to any surprise to our listeners, but we've been talking about that. And 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 some of the things that are associated with uh, suicidal thinking and behavior uh, are like a drugs for psoriasis, like Celique, 
Okay, and and as I mentioned before, t- the antiviral drug Tamiflu and the allergy and asthma drug Singular. Okay, and there's even more, and you can go on the, online and 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 check them out. But yeah, ha- once you start mixing, once you start have, having polypharmacy. Uh, you're risking depression and possibly suicide. There are 200 commonly used prescription drugs that range from birth control pills and heart pills and Tagamet and proton pump inhibitors, and that's the Nexiums and so forth, and even the Zantax and Tagamet. You combine a few of them, and it's literally, ladies and gentlemen, it's a recipe for tragedy. And it makes the risk of depression three times higher if you're taking three or more. And now you say, well, how do you know that, Dr. Ron? Well, I read that in JAMA, okay, the Journal of the American Medical Association. And they, they, uh, it is said that they were the first to look at depression risk from what's called polypharmacy. Well, we've been talking about it on this show, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan. We've been talking about it for a year, okay? And we didn't even talk about antidepressants. So... Uh, it's, it's really important, ladies and gentlemen. If you're taking more than three drugs, get a get a get a pharmacy checkup, like uh, see see uh, Joe Catalano at Apothecare. Let him go over your drugs uh, right here in Fort Myers, or go to your local pharmacy. See if he can do a brown bag checkup. So uh, see if any of your drugs are, are uh, uh, reacting with one another. What is the uh... I, I don't I don't know the percentage of the the SSRIs, which are supposed to decrease depression, but they say you have to watch out because they can increase your suicidal tendencies. Absolutely, by by at least a third. A third, okay. Yep. Well, here I'm going to give you a little pearl dealing with depression that you don't even have to take medication to cause it because. There was a study done at Ohio State University Medical Center, and uh, what they showed is that chronic exposure to dim light at night can cause signs of depression after just a few weeks because it's messing up your melatonin, and your melatonin makes you sleepy. Dim light. is Is that dim light and blue light? No, it's just regular light. From uh, even a nightlight, even the, even nightlights I have in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah, because it it affects the your the pineal gland, and you're producing less melatonin. Oh. So, Doctor Dan, when you go when you go get that snack at two o'clock in the morning, you're not doing yourself any <laughs> any favors. <laughs> you know, sometimes you, that does happen, and I need a cannoli. Well, you should hang it. You should hang it from the ceiling on the string so you won't have to go down to the kitchen. <laughs> no, actually, that's a joke. I don't get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to eat a cannoli. But sometimes before I go to bed, I get an urge, and I'll eat a half a cannoli. <laughs> well, I mean, that's great. You know, how many people have sleep disturbances? And sleep disturbances is something that we've got to keep coming back to because they it, it is at the root of a lot of chronic diseases. People don't sleep well. Their brains don't uh, uh, detox because you detox while you're sleeping. So that, that that's an easy fix for, for a lot of our patients, a lot of our listeners. And no no drugs involved. Turn the lights out. What about when you have to get up to go to the bathroom and you and and you have no no light to see and you put on a light temporarily? 
the, how bad is that? I just don't know the answer to that. How bad you have is to get that? a glowing, Doctor Dean. You have to get a glow in the dark toilet seat so you can find your way without <laughs> the bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> at, at my age, I gotta go. You know, during the night. <laughs> well, what do you think the pens are all about? <laughs> <laughs> you got a good point there. Yeah, you sleep. You tell you always telling your friends I sleep like a baby. Yeah, I'm up every two hours and have a wet diaper. <laughs> right, as long as you don't go through the defense. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I like well, that. It, that. That was a great point, though, uh, for for our listeners. A really great point. Well, keep it simple. And how about <clears throat> like my my girlfriend has a 900 um, megahertz cordless phone sitting next to her her bed and oh. she has sleep problems and I said to her, you gotta unplug that darn thing. That's Absolutely. worse than, than Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Yep. You, you, if, if possible, would be the ideal thing would have a circuit breaker for your bedroom so you could turn your circuit breaker off so there would be no electric going through. Uh, but at least move that phone. If you can't, don't unplug it, move it at least six feet from the bed. At least well, six the other, feet. Yeah. The other problem too, like you get into these uh, complexes uh, where you, you have multiple neighbors, you know, sharing common walls. And if they have Wi-Fi, you're all getting it, even though you turn yours off. Well, yeah, we, we I mean, I'm in, I'm in a single house, and I when I check my phone sometimes, I'll turn my Wi-Fi off. I, I see four of my neighbors, and, and I have, a, you know, a couple hundred feet, you know, separating the, the properties and, and – but I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, we turned the Wi-Fi off and the phone goes off with it. So I guess that yeah. that takes the phone situation, right? Well, that that takes care of your house. What Doctor Jerry was saying I have. about your neighbors. How about yeah. your neighbors? <clears throat> now that's another story. They probably have theirs on on both sides. Yeah, and if you check your phone for um, your Wi-Fi, you know, if you have a an Android or Apple iPhone. <clears throat> if you go to check it, you'll see like four of your neighbors' Wi-Fi uh, signatures, you know, on there listed. Correct. And then you have to pick your own setting, you know, your own yeah. site. Oh boy. Yeah, but but, but, you, but if you can see them there, they're 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 getting through your walls. That's I think that's, that's the it. point. That's the problem. And you know, because just like I had a young woman in who's <clears throat> says she just got pregnant, and uh, I said, well. I know you're turning your Wi-Fi off, but you're in an apartment complex. Do you have a meter to check if your neighbor's Wi-Fi is affecting you? Because that can, you know, cause autism, you know, during the developmental stages of the fetus. <clears throat> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have covered uh, Dr. Wong's enzyme, systemic enzymes. I, I hope you have uh, you've, you've enjoyed that. Uh, when, uh, if you have questions about it next week, we'll be glad to answer them. Uh, we will have Dr. Wong on the show sometime after August. It's whenever I can get to Texas and uh, to talk about him because he, he did help. And I can not, I heard it from Dr. Jerry. He did help uh, Dr. Jerry and my, especially myself connect some dots that were really missing. Why certain things didn't work. Well, as you know, at my age, I, I have very few enzymes. Okay, I start losing them as after I pass 27. I didn't know that. I got to be very honest with the, with, you, with the audience. I didn't know from age 27 on, uh, enzyme production starts to wane. Okay, 
But I, I and I also found out that do, dopamine production starts to wane. So you know, when you don't have dopamine, you get Parkinson's, and when you have zero dopamine, three days later you die. So I I I, I learned these uh, these past couple of weeks, and it's really been uh, eye awakening uh, for me. I just want to leave you with one other thing: a ten minute shower, if you're not filtering your water. Is is equivalent to twenty glasses of chlorine. So is the issues are in your yeah twenty glasses ten minutes in the shower. So you know you're wondering why uh, we have uh, so much illnesses. Uh, so I, 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 that that's you know I mean it's just incredible twenty glasses of chlorine drunk in a ten minutes hot shower. Mm-hmm. And if you don't and if you don't shower, you'll live longer and have fewer friends. Yeah, well, you have to make up your mind. So I, I just and if you don't have enough out. dopamine, you become dopey. Yeah, you do, and you die. There you go. I so, just thought of that. So we have to erase and replace our beliefs. If we can erase them and replace, uh, that will empower us. And we have to eat, drink, and think light. Eat, drink, and think light. That light, L-I-G-H-T. See the light, okay? Uh, it's it's I, that's that's all I have for today because it's, it's it's so important to me that we have a great attitude of gratitude. See the light. Uh, rebe- forgive yourself every day. Love yourself every day, okay? Happiness, ladies and gentlemen, is a lifestyle. Because I am, I can. Children of God, we have all His gifts. Let's use them. All right, Dr. Jerry, we'll, next week we can continue this and maybe uh, uh, talk talk about uh, – continue to talk about enzymes and lifestyle maybe, a little bit more on lifestyle uh, and coffee. I, I will talk about coffee next week. Yeah, and just <clears throat> remember, you know, life's all a big game and no one gets out of it alive, so you better enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Dr. Dan, hopefully, what? Yes. You going to ask me to say something? No, no, go ahead and say. I was. Every once in a while, someone amazing comes along, and here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Just ask your wife. (laughs) Oh, don't ask her. You'll get the opposite. You'll get get the opposite answer to that one. I want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July, especially (laughs) our uh, veterans and and our troops and even the ones who have passed away. May their souls rest in peace and happy 4th of July to you and everyone who's listening and the whole world, really. Take care. All right, okay, thank you. you. We'll too. we'll end. We started with the Star Spangled Banner. We're going to end with it. See you all that next week, tremendous. ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. To honor America and perform our national anthem, please welcome Academy Award nominee and six-time Grammy winner, Lady Gaga. <laughs>
Oh, God. 